Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Tom's DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Oh boy, I feel like I'm saying that a lot every time we come in because things are just getting crazier and crazier with the Jenk Squad. They're in the thick of it. They are reenacting their first adventure together in the Caldera, but in a more high stakes, intense way at the Well of Dragons itself. Fleeple, as they are schmoozing Severin himself with some amazing meals, some amazing food, and some Thay wizards under guise using a magic hat is seeming to ingratiate himself into the high ranks here to get closer to Severin, while Lance and Mal found Vandal, tricked Vandal by luring him with Callie's scarf, and bringing him to a lava tube that has not seen much use for quite some time. Flanking Vandal and his two guards from both sides inside of this lava tube, Lance decided to cast Fireball. And that is where we join our adventurers on this week's episode. So, with Fireball cast, let's roll initiative. Ooh, baby. And uh, Fleeple... I'll, I'll say you are welcome to roll initiative, but you are so far away, it would take you a lot longer than 30 to 60 seconds to run to this location. I mean, you are like 10, 15 minutes away. So you might be able to like get the play-by-play turn-by-turn through the <laughs> sending stone. But uh, um, yeah, so I think uh, you're fine if you don't want to roll initiative there. Yeah, I'm just going to chill with my new friends over here in the kitchen. It's going to be great. Nothing is going wrong. Everything is normal. Everything's on fire. This is fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Mal, what'd you roll for initiative? No, 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 19. Okay. Lance. 13. So, as initiative is rolled when combat is initiated or an aggressive action is taken, it doesn't necessarily mean that that aggressive action is the first to go. So, with that in mind, the first person to go is actually one of the two guards closest to Lance here. Let's repaint the picture just in case we forgot. There's this lava tube. It's about 10 feet wide, only 15 feet high, really. And uh, so it's fairly narrow when you think of like um, battle spaces, but Mal, you went in first and Vandal is closest to you, thinking that you were Callie or wondering why you had Callie's scarf. And then the two guards that followed Vandal were right behind him. And then Lance, you are about, what do you say? 15 to 20 feet from the guards. Yeah, is that that good? Okay. And so one of the guards seeing you as you start to mutter this incantation by taking off a ruby from your helm of brilliance and like almost crushing it in your fist, getting ready, uh, just kind of holding it in your fist, this guard takes action. 
And he's gonna actually just char- run towards you, Lance. You, with his 30 feet of movement, gets right up to you, and he is gonna take out his short sword, and he's gonna make two attacks against you. Oh, terrible rolls. Mm. Just garbage. <laughs> the first one was a 13. Nerp. And the second one was a 7. Nerp. So... This uh, this this cat here decides just tries to whack whack, and you hold up your arms, and as you use your bracers on your arm to deflect some of the blade, while you keep muttering this incantation and preparations for casting the spell, that nothing nothing good on their turn, and so they are going to just chill there and um, make sure that they have position between you and Vandal, really taking your attention. The next person is. Mal. Perfect. Mal, you are right next to Vandal, like within five feet of them. I'm going to ask a Crunch Squad question first before I describe what I'm going to do on my turn. And here I was thinking I wouldn't get a chance to step in on this episode. (laughs) Oh, it's a good thing we got our Crunch Squad host. All right. There are two conditions. One is called grappled and one is called restrained. Looking at it, grappling is when you wrestle and grapple with a character and restrained, I'm having a difficult time finding specifically what it takes to restrain someone. To me, that feels like maybe a net, maybe handcuffs, maybe something like that, but what is the difference in condition to become grapple versus restrained? Can a person, as an attack action, restrain somebody, or is that merely a grapple? restraining a creature is more difficult to do. So if something is grappled, its speed becomes zero. It can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. And that's pretty much it for being grappled. And that's something that you can do with like a grapple action as an unarmed attack. To restrain a creature, you get a lot more bonuses on top of that. Stuff like, in addition to having their speed reduced to zero, attack rolls against them have advantage and their attack rolls have disadvantage. They have disadvantage on deck saves, but usually you'll need to find a specific ability or feature or spell that says it restrains the creature. So like the octopus's tentacle attack, like we saw in the battle with Arthur, that causes restraining. Grasping vines, I think, uh, has that option as well, but Yeah, basically, unless you have a specific ability that says restrained, then you're not going to be able to restrain them. Perfect. Yes, uh, to build off of that, um, if you take the grappler feat in 5e, that allows you to first, when you make a grapple on one turn, and then a subsequent turn, you can then perform an additional grapple check to then restrain the target. But without that, you aren't able to turn a grapple into a restrain rules as written. But a net, manacles, and things like that uh, might be a sufficient substitute. So restraining requires an external thing that has a restraining tag, such as a spell or an item. For rules as written, yes. Great. Remember how we got some nets from those orcs a year ago that I still have written on my character sheet? Yeah. Standing right next to Vandal and... Seeing that Lance would like to cast a spell as a fire is forming around his hand, Mal will take one of her nets if we cut them apart. 
Can I attack Vandal and try and wrap him in this net to restrain him? It does no damage. Interesting. But the net tag says a large or smaller creature hit by a net is restrained until freed. Can I do that? Yeah, I will allow you to throw this net. It'll be an attack That's roll. That's fine. You will have uh, you will have proficiency with it because of your outlander background. So it's as if you were proficient in it. I will say it is uh, I will call it a strength based attack. It is a martial ranged weapon. Uh, is it martial ranged? Martial okay. ranged weapon. Thro- oh, so it has a range. It must be thrown. Those are the properties of it. Does so it, it can't just be like draped. Yes. Yeah, it's got a thrown Ooh. tag to it. And Ned, does martial mean dex? That just means it's exotic, right? Martial is just a certain degree of weapon that requires a little bit more training. So if you're proficient with martial weapons, then you get to add your proficiency bonus to it. Right, right. Okay. Which barbarians are proficient in martial weapons, so you're good to go. Exactly. So you're good to go. I'll say... You're right next to the guy. How hard is it to throw over him? I will still make it a uh, dex base just to make sure that you get all of the ends correctly over his head, maybe, um, to have the full effect. So let's call this a dex based attack, which I know doesn't necessarily benefit you, but with the thrown ren range uh, properties of the net, um, you still get proficiency there. I won't give you disadvantage for being right next to them, though. So just one roll, dexterity attack. D20 plus my dexterity was a 19. Uh, And then plus your proficiency if you didn't. Would be a plus five on top of that 19, so 24. 24 is a hit. Yep, there you go. (laughs) So Mal whips from her bag quickly and throws this net up in the air. And as it comes down, she drops her rage and wraps her arms around Vandal as the net falls on him. And she wraps her arms around him and keeps him there in the net. All right. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll say that the net is keeping him restrained, not you holding him. Oh, for him. sure. So All I he, care about is he... the restrained condition because the restrained condition has a uh, disadvantage on a dex saving throw. Save. Yes, so definitely restrained. But if he happens to like cut through the rope or like get out of the net, um, you holding him won't keep him restrained. But yes, love the flavor of that. Uh, yeah, so he's restrained um, with this net and Vandal is starting to look around and he uh, confused at what's going on, uh, trying to collect himself quickly. He looks at the other one and goes, well, Itty, get me out of this. Get, get her. Come on. Now it goes to Vandal, actually. Vandal. Vandal is going to close his eyes and he's going to breathe in. I'm going to roll. Nope. Okay. As you see this frost start to come off of his mouth, kind of mists the rope in front of him and goes and he's going to try and break out of this net so he's going to do an opposing grapple oh no the net has specific properties okay a creature can use a dc 10 strength check freeing himself or dealing slashing damage doesn't have a knife in hand so he's going to try and do a dc 10 strength check to free himself all right here we go wait what did you roll I, I rolled something, but he is going to roll do his <laughs> strength check right now. <sighs> okay, he got a 14 on his strength check. 10 on the dice, plus 4. So he does take the net off. 
Mal, as you're holding him, he does the a quick jerky motion to where your grip is loosened just ever so slightly to where he can reach down, grab, and throw it over his head and just get it off of him. He wastes his action doing that, though. But he's no longer restrained or grappled currently. He is going to get his weapons out, though. He's going to get a flail out, and he's going to get a uh, spear on the ready attached to his side or his back that he can easily take out. So that is going to be his turn, and he is going to see that Lance is muttering something under his breath, and he is going to just pivot around Mal here, but still be in range and try to like maybe be right behind Mal. So he's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 feet away from you now, Lance. So just be aware of that. He's gotten a little bit of distance away from you, uh, but he's got his flail ready to just, like, he's winding it up to try and, like, dig into Mal's flesh. That's his turn. Lance, it's actually your turn. You just have to ruin my day, don't you, Thomas? Um. <laughs> I. You know what? I let the dice do that for you. Okay. Okay. I don't want to fireball Mal. <laughs> do it. No, you're do literally it. right do in it. front of him. Do it! <sighs> she shouts, Lance, do it! Okay, well, if Mal's telling me to, Mal told me to. Can it? Um, Mal said it. Yeah. It, Think of all the trust that you've had <sighs> over this year and a half, and Mal yelling, do it! Maybe she just means, like, do the right thing. <laughs> Lance Thalen Echolast, cast Fireball now! Oh, <laughs> she did the whole name. <laughs> She had to do the whole thing. There you go. Ah! <laughs> All right. Okay, Jacob, what are you doing? I guess fireball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. All right. Where do you center this? I will center it so it can incorporate Vandal, and the other guard. So it's a twenty. It's a twenty-foot sphere. That's correct. So, so yeah, our audience can't see our map, but. There's a, there's one place where if you do center it there, you'll be able to get everybody except yourself. Just barely. Really? Like it's it's a, yeah, barely. It takes yep. such precise All precision. Right. <laughs> will you make like will that affect anything or can I do that? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, I do it. I will center it so I'm hitting everybody except me. So it's very easy to center right in the center there. You cast fireball. One of the rubies on your in your hand explodes, and as it explodes into these shards, it coalesces around your hand, travels up your arm, goes over to your other hand, as it picks up speed through your body itself. As you are the conduit for this magic, this energy, and as it flows through you, you just point to a centralized uh, point on the ground, and the fire shoots in this small, tiny ball, about the a ball that could fit in the size of your hand. And as it shoots at a speed that you have almost never seen in your life, uh, which magic could only reproduce, as it impacts the ground, you just hear this loud that echoes in this lava tube. And everybody here needs to make a saving throw besides Lance, so here we go. And what's that DC? It's an 18, isn't it? I think it's my spell save DC, which... Let me check on the Helm of Brilliance. Oh, maybe, yeah, does the Helm uh, of Brilliance have it? Oh, yeah, DC 18. DC 18, that's that's clutch. 
Okay, so deck save here. At this exact moment, a bubble bursts in a pot that Fleeple is stirring. Yeah. I like the uh, cinematic moments of, like, Fleeple, uh, like, breaking limbs of, like, animals to, like, go into this <laughs> pot bre- of stew. He's breaking as- celery sticks. You're breaking <laughs> bones. <laughs> yeah, pulling pulling the chicken thigh away from the rest of the carcass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Only one of them saves. Wow. Which one? And it's the uh, Dragon Fang. Uh, I call, I'll, we'll call them Dragon Fangs. That's their name. The guard right in the center that hasn't taken any action. They save. They're, they're ready. They're able. They're prepared. Uh, and they basically cover themselves with their cloak as they duck and cover. But everybody, uh, Vandal and the other Dragon Fang, take full damage. Mal, what did you roll for your save? 22. 22. So that's a save as well. All right. Lance, go ahead and roll damage. That is 8d6. 29. 29. Good heavens. All right, so half of that is 14. Oh my gosh, 29 damage. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. It looks like these folks, though, are have maybe a little bit more constitution than some of the other cultists that you have encountered before. It makes sense. You're in the heart of the Well of the Dragon here, so they've, they're built of a... Uh, what is it? Sturdier stock? That's not that's not the phrase. Um, better stock. Sturdier stuff. Sturdier stuff. I almost had it there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they are uh, they're ready to take another. They're ready to give out a beating themselves as they move on. That was just your action, I believe, Lance. Yes. So I will. All right. Sorry. Let me double check something. Uh-huh. You've got a guy, you've got a dragon wing right in front of you. Vandal is 40 feet away, but uh, right by Mal. Mal is kind of offering a little bit of cover as Vandal is trying to hide behind her. Keep some distance between you and him. All right, this is what I'm going to do. Then I am going to use my bonus action to dash. And I am dashing full on to Ward. A Vandal and Mal. Okay. So you still have your movement, so you could move, but that would only get you 30 feet. Are you wanting to then dash to give you that extra boost to go the full 40? So I'm dashing first because with my new feet of mobile, no opportunity attacks may be taken against me when I dash. Whoa, that. Yeah. Okay. So you specifically take the dash and then that will give you double movement as a result because you still have your movement, but no bonus. Att- oh, that's good. That's good. As you go to run forward, the dragon fang in front of you pulls out some dagger, two daggers, and goes to slice your throat as you you start to run towards them. But you dive underneath very slow-mo as it just you hear the shing right above where your helmet goes right under it. And I don't know if we've described this. Your Helm of Brilliance sheds 30 feet yes. of bright light yep. in all directions. Yep. So it is, if you are the beacon in this room, illuminating the battlefield as you duck underneath the first uh, dragon fang, you come up to the next one who has their uh, short sword ready. And as they go to s- swing at you, you kind of like punch them in the chest to distract them, uh, not to do any damage, but to draw attention away from their attack to where you're able to duck underneath them again. Uh, how close do you want to get to Vandal? Where do you want to go? You have free movement here. Now I am going to flank Vandal. 
with Malamara. All right. So that's about 45 feet of your movement there to flank. Mal on one side, you on the other, Vandal right by you as he growls as you come running up and goes, I thought I smelled something crawl up from the gutter. And uh, your turn is done, and we go to the other dragon fang who hasn't taken a turn yet. He is going to run up to Mal at this point, and he is going to flank. So you two are flanking Vandal, and he is going to flank Mal with Vandal, and he is going to multi-attack against her. And because he has advantage, he might get a few benefits here. We'll have to see, though. All right. So the first one with advantage... That is a 15 to hit. Misses. Oh, no! Come on! She ducks under his sword. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> ducks under his sword and right into his other sword that he was bringing up from beneath. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's, yeah. So you, Mal, are going to take, oh, wow. I'm swimming in hit points. Uh, you are going to take 12d6 damage. Well, not maybe not that many hit points. Malamara. Yeah, fireball me. I'm okay. That's, that was 14 points. That was, I yeah, took, 14 plus whatever is about to happen. I took more damage from the arrow that hit me from that, <laughs> than from that fireball. Any damage is damage. <laughs> so, Mal, you're going to take 48 points of damage damage, total damage. And you're not resistant to anything right now, are you? Correct. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm resistant to radiant, damage. but I doubt that he's using a radiant thing. It's not radiant. Uh, part of it is cold damage, but since you're not resistant to it right now, that's 48 total damage to you. Great. Yeah, well, what a wallop to get a natural 20 on that. Okay, so that's their turn on their second attack, and they're going to use a bonus action, actually. They mutter something under their breath and Mal you can hear this as he's right by your ear and he says the draconic mother may you give me flight and as he says that he starts to rise into the air above you and he has a fly speed for the time being is that lava too that big just 15 feet up so he rises up high to the to the roof coward but I actually just I misread that because at the end of the 15 feet, at the end of his turn, his flight goes away. <laughs> I, did, I totally misread that. <laughs> Sorry, I totally misread that. Um, it's just until the end of his turn, not for a number of That's rounds, like I initially thought. So Tiamat on the other side's like, okay, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, still right by you. Anyway, moving on from that moment. <laughs> We have. Is he prone on uh, the ground now? We're now at the now? beginning of the round. Uh, no, he's not prone on the ground. <laughs> but he's standing on the ground I'll, I'll next roll to me, for right? It. I'll roll for oh, it. Oh. Yeah, he's. Dead. Well, hey, hang uh, yeah, on a no, second. Because he prone. rose so up funny. 15 feet, that's an opportunity attack. <gasps> I do get an opportunity attack. Son of a. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Give me flight. Right. Oh, Out, never mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. I take it back. Bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. <laughs> Mal, you may take an opportunity attack if you want. If I want. Because that was my mistake. That was my mistake. <gasps> Are you ready for this? I rolled a 19. On a 19, the white sword crits. 
No. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just got to dish it out to me, don't you? <laughs> that's that's uh, 2d10 <laughs> plus 3 slashing damage, plus an additional d10 for my savage attack, plus an additional 1d8 radiant damage, and then I add my charisma to anything that takes radiant damage because I now have a, a celestial patron. At that exact moment, Fleeple slices through an onion. <laughs> And he, and he cries. stings the nostrils. <laughs> 3d10 plus 1d8 plus your charisma modifier. Do I double the d8? Because the sword damage is 1d10 plus 1d8. Oh, my bad. So it's 2d8, yeah, right? My bad. No. It's two, yeah, it's all the dice. All the dice on the weapon you double. On Mal's left arm, that sword tattoo that has erased some of her old tattoos. She grabs at it, and all of a sudden, the tattoo disappears from off of her arm, and it appears in her hand as she slashes across the sky as he tries to fly up 15 feet to the ceiling, and she does 43 slashing and radiant damage Holy to him. Holy crap. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. What was that? 43. <laughs> Did more than the fireball. <laughs> Folks... This is what it looks like to have uh, level 13 characters in battles here. 43. Yeah, this uh, this guy's looking a little hurt. Wow. Looking a little hurt. Yeah. Uh, definitely didn't like that. It was like, ugh. And he's like, I'm not going to try that again. Okay. So that's your reaction, but it goes yes, to it the is. top of the round. Now which, it's my turn. Uh, not quite. There's the other dragon fang at the south before your turn. He went after me, though. Oh, no, he went first. Just kidding. Never mind. Exactly. So now it's the one that w- was by Lance, who Lance dodged out of the way with his mobile feet. Now this one is out of the action and is trying to get back in it. Yeah, this one, uh, they are going to rise up. They're going to use their bonus action, rise up into the air 15 feet, and then they are going to get 15 feet closer and just barely seeing over the rest of you Lance, this this dragon fang is going to take a deep breath as you see frost start to build up on its mouth and is going to uh, unleash the, an orb of dragon's breath upon you. That is going to be... Oh, it's a ranged weapon attack. Sorry, I thought it was a saving throw. Here we go. Shut up. you got to be kidding me. Oh... <sighs> uh... Do I have partial cover with Vandal? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because he got 13 anyway. Oh. So, <sighs> well, yeah, that that was that was their attack. They fall back to the ground behind their dragon fang friend. Uh, and it looks like they pull are pulling out a potion right now with reddish liquid, but they are not doing anything with it yet because they use their action and bonus action so they can't do anything with potions yet so mal now it is your turn mal with the fireball having exploded around them and turning some of the igneous rock red with the heat and fire slowly uh, dissipating she uses her magic to gather that fire and she slams her hands together and causes a flaming sphere to appear 
right in front of her in this unoccupied space within five feet of Vandal and this other dragon guard. I, I'm casting Flaming Sphere at third level, which is one level above its normal level, and they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Both of them? Both of them. I do too. Any, every creature within five feet. Okay, let's have them roll. Vandal oh, rolled a natural one. Yes! But the dragon wing, he rolled a natural 20. You rolled a one and a 20? I rolled a one and a 20 right after one another. So it's three D6 plus an additional two fire damage because I'm a radiant soul and I can add my charisma modifier to any fire spell. And I got a total of 10 more fire damage. Oof. I'm just going to look up something real quick about Flaming Sphere because these spells always trip me up like Moonbeam. And maybe Crunch Squad Ned can jump in here as well. Is this a spell where they only take damage on their turn or when it's initially brought up? The wording is, a five-foot sphere appears in an unoccupied space and it lasts for the duration. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet must make a deck saving throw and then they take damage. As a bonus, you can move it and ram it into a creature. Yep. And then they have to immediately make the saving throw to take the damage. I'm going to rewrite that on my page because that was... I left that off. Yep, ends its turn. It's right there. That's what I get for trusting my own notes. Oh, sorry. These spells are just so specific. People are flying. People are doing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But you could still ram it with a bonus action if you wanted to, I think. I mean, I could, but I... I I don't think. Yes, you can. (laughs) you wanted to, you should. No, that's just going to be a wasted spell. And that's okay, because I need to bonus action rage on the end of my turn. Okay, I see. So that's right. I see. That's what I get for not having accurate information written down by my own hand. New spells who dis, right? Yeah, this is a new spell I took when I uh, leveled up. I mean, I thought my flight would last a number of turns, (laughs) but it didn't. I love it. (laughs) That's okay. Balance in all things, right? Balance and all things. So she casts the spell and it explodes with light and it grows and grows and grows and then it fizzles out, taking no effect. And in the glow of that, as everybody shields their eyes from it, Malamara rages with the totem of the bear. I'd say with that rage, it's like the the fire. You you feel some of the fire like go into you to fuel your rage as well. I feel like with the magic and creating that fire, it's appropriate to feel like that fire is part of you in this next action here. Any movement, Mel? Uh, no. All right, Vandal is going to go then, and Vandal, he is going to roll something. Nope. Okay. And he is not happy with his current situation, as you might have gathered. He is going to turn on you, Lance, and he is going to say, I should have gutted you myself. That way you never would have come back. And he is going to multi-attack against you with his flail. Oh my gosh. What is happening here? Balance in all things. I got a 16. 16 for the first attack. Does not hit. And then a 17 for the second attack. Does not hit. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot. I thought your AC was like seven. Oh man. What are we, what are we, five levels ago? What are you doing? (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Well, this enrages uh, Vandal, and so he is going to take an action surge right now to do another multi-attack against you, seeing that you just batted away, looking at him, not nonchalantly, but just so directly, it is infuriating him, almost as if a fury of his own is building up, his own rage, and he takes another action surge to do two more attacks against you, trying to do some damage on your body. Okay, that one does hit. That's a 22 to hit. It doesn't hit. No, I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then a 25 to hit. That Both of those hit. Okay, okay. That's only 12 points of bludgeoning damage, unfortunately. Uh, that does not as much as he felt like. Uh, it seems that you have thrown Vandal off kilter here in this battle. It is very jarring for him. Not going to move. Going to stick his ground. He's got nowhere to go right now. And he is going to stay right where... Well, he's going to pivot around. He's not a fool. He's going to pivot to the other side to where he doesn't have. you don't have advantage against him. Where that gives Mal an opportunity attack. It sure oh, does. I thought I was so smart. This is why Ned's the crunch squad expert. <laughs> I think this entire combat is just everybody being like, wait, we're fighting. Oh my gosh, this is happening. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we forgot a D&D. Uh, that is a 23 to hit Vandal with her white sword. Yep, that that's a hit. I say he's no fool, and then he leaves <laughs> to, get, to get an opportunity. I mean, maybe that isn't a fool, because Mal would have had advantage on the next time, and I don't know. I don't know, folks. Listeners, you tell me how wrong I am and what I should have done instead. <laughs> I'm going to ask that you don't do that, because being a DM is hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't well. bully your DM, you guys. <laughs> Only we can bully Thomas. That's, uh, that's our problem. Your, yeah, I was like, what is this? What is this conversation? Don't bully your DM here. With Malamar's white sword, she does 12 slashing damage and 10 radiant damage for a total of 22 damage. My goodness, 22 damage. Mal, stop. Stop. You gave me this sword, DM. You gave it to me. Well, you earned it, is what I should say. And Vandal's looking bloodied. Ooh. <sighs> and not happy. So where is he moved now? He's moved behind you. They are going to take out a, a, a potion and start and try and down it. It's a bonus action. They haven't used their bonus action. So they, they will be able to drink this potion and heal some back. Okay. So they heal back 21 hit points. Did you take a superior? What the heck was that? It was it was a big one. <laughs> I did one slashing damage to him. Meh. There we go. All right, so that's Vandal's turn. Uh, Lance, it's your go. You are right next to him. Vandal's been trash talking, dude. So Lance Thalen just like, just with bitterness, rage, confidence, and any other emotion you can throw in there, just, just looking at Vandal as he kind of... He's saying all this crap and weaving and bobbing, and he goes, The only power you ever had was words, and you seem to be at a loss for them. And he will attack. And that is... Ooh, that's not good. That's not good. It's not a good roll. It's going to be 14 to hit. That's a miss. All right. He will bonus action attack, though. And with his dagger... Oh, that's worse. That's, no. that's worse, so that's a miss. And Lance realizing kind of like miss-miss and just being like, 
what the heck can I do? Because I am screwing up again. No, I'm sorry. I'm screwing up and Lance will realize he'll like kind of as he's like attacking and he's missing and he's kind of hitting the wall, he'll kind of brush past his coat and be like, oh! and all of a sudden he'll be like, just like look at Vandal and he'll just hit his chest. And as he does that inside of his pocket in his chest, way long ago, back on an iceberg, he killed a kobold that became a little trinket that he has kept the whole time with his new ability. And when you destroy that, which doesn't require any action or anything, it just says you destroy it and you will auto shadow dagger. And it's just half your sneak attack dice. On whatever creature you want. Yep. Oh, that's good. So he'll kind of like hit his chest and as he flings his hands out, a shadow dagger will launch. Just a second. I just want to double check that I'm doing this right. When a soldier is on a person you've while he's while he's checking his stuff, Thomas, I do have a question for you on a different kind of side note. Would you consider channeling energy like a paladin, cleric, warlock has a feature to be like casting a spell? Like, could I do it while I was raging, or is the rage so blinding that you couldn't even channel? Oh, so like similar to a channel divinity is what like you're saying? Like similar to a channel divinity or like a lay on hands from a paladin. Because it's not a spell, but it feels like it falls under a spell and you can't cast or concentrate on spells. You can use it while you are raging. Yeah, if it's not a spell. If it's not a it's spell. It's not a spell? Because rage, rage specifically says spells. You can't cast or concentrate on oh. them. If it's not a spell, it's not a spell. Well, I thought channel energy was essentially the same, but it's not. Woohoo! Okay, so is you have to do an action, Jacob? So yeah, I read up on it. You have to actually. You have to, if you're successful hitting with sneak attack, you get to do shadow dagger, but you only have a certain amount of slots to do it. I see. Or it's also it's it's really called Whales of the Dead. That's what it's called. Uh, we just call it Shadow Dagger because it sounds cool. But you only have a certain amount of times you can do that. But if you have trinkets, you can destroy one without using a slot. That's what it's saying. I see. So it I gives see. you more opportunities okay, okay. to do it. So that was my bad of reading it. So it was just yeah, two misses, and Vandal can say his diss. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Vandal, um, he says, looks like I'm not the only one who's all words. <laughs> As he just has this disgusting laugh emanating from him to you, and that just triggers all of these memories. This, these memories of him just triggers this, this frustration from towards Vandal. We go to one of the dragon fangs behind Mal, directly behind Mal, who's gonna take out a potion and uh, pop it in their mouth with a bonus action. Does he walk around me? He walks around you to the other side. He's still within range though, so he doesn't leave, he doesn't leave your attack of opportunity. Vandal learned his lessons. <laughs> okay, so 14 points of health is what they um, got back, and this dragon fang is going to multi-attack you and is going to, yep, gonna multi-attack you with a short sword. So first attack, 17 to hit. Second one, natural 20. <gasps> oh, shut up. No, that was, did 17 hit, Mal? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought hit? you said Lance. Yes, the 17 hits. No, this is all, yes, this is all to Mal. It's all me, so 17 yes, and 17 is exactly okay. my armor class. Yes, okay. hit me. He's not talking to me. 
So do, are you resistant to all damage right now? Currently, yes, except for psychic. Okay, sounds good. I will just roll. I will roll all of these together then. That's one, two, three, nine d six damage. Okay, because it's all double dice. All right, Mal, you're gonna take twenty nine points of piercing slash uh, cold damage. That's the so half. That's gonna be fourteen. No, no, then half that to fourteen. So yeah, that's gonna be the damage you're gonna take there. And uh, popped a potion for his bonus action, and he's gonna call over and he goes, "Hey, you gotta help me with this one." Uh, to the guy right behind you, Mal. Which surprise, surprise, it's their turn, and they're gonna run up as well, uh, directly behind you, flanking, and they are going. And this dragon fang is also going to try and attack you, but with advantage this time. Oh my gosh. Mal. Did you roll another natural 20? First one was a natural 20. <laughs> and the second one was a 19 on the dice. And the 19 also hits. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Mickey, what are you at? You'll find out after this roll. No, I don't want to find out after the roll. I want to find out now. <laughs> so that 16d6. That can't be right. Is that right? 16d6? Yeah, so it's f- eight. It's 8d8 on his normal two attacks. No, so that I'm combining both attacks together. Sorry for the 16d6. So he normally does, when he has advantage, he does 4d6 plus 2d6. So 6d6 of different types of damage on a normal attack with advantage. So yeah, that would be 12. And then the second attack. And then, so then plus six. Yeah. So that's going to be 18d6. Yeah. 18d6. Okay. So, Mal, you are going to take 70 points of damage total. Halved? Halved is 35. Did you feel good rolling all of those dice when it didn't matter that you had to roll all that dice? Oh, no. Oh, were you, were you like at one hit point <laughs> already or something like that? I was at 15. But because Hit I'm a half with a fireball, it won't matter. Oh, <laughs> the fireball has been the least amount of damage I've taken the it entire day. It doesn't matter. Day. It's all damage. <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm a half orc with, with my relentless endurance, instead of going unconscious, I drop to one hit point. So I maintain my rage at one hit point. Mm, yep. Yep. At one hit point. So you are at one hit point right now. Okay. Mal, it's your turn. We have superior healing potions. I mean, we do. I mean, you do. Don't you I do don't. that. Yeah, I'm right don't next you. to you. Just reach in the bag. <laughs> Across the guy. Excuse me. Excuse me. I just needed this bag for a second. Excuse me. <laughs> and we handed them out, too. It's not like I'm holding everything. We handed uh, some No, but you out. have the big potions. We, we specifically put them in the bag of holding. No, we split them up. We split up. I thought each person got a superior healing potion because we have three of them. I I just have two small healing potions. Well, that was dumb of you. <laughs> Why'd you walk in here like an idiot? Um, did we establish that the ointment we got from the orcs was a bonus action or a full action to apply? Bonus action, I believe. <sighs> I got things going on for days. Okay. Yeah, just keep bragging about it. <laughs> okay, Mal, it's your go. On her turn, she will... Feeling... The power of Bahamut overcome her as she starts to black out and then she blazes a light 
with a platinum silver light as she comes back to one hit point. As she reaches out her hand, that white sword drops into her hand, and she'd like to take two swipes, two attacks at the guy between her and Lance, and then if there's anything left over to cleave through to the other dragon knight guy. All right. Well, Mal, you have advantage on these attacks. I sure do. And you do have multi-attack, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead and roll your first attack with advantage. So the first one is a t- t- 23. That's a hit. Oh, so close to critting. And a 26. 26 is also a hit. Two successful attacks. So, eight, 17 slashing, and... 16 radiant damage. 16, 19 plus 16. Uh, yeah, that was exactly, oh, <laughs> exactly what they had. Oh man, you drop this uh, dragon fang down to zero hit points and they just go, ah, as they fall to the ground, removing the advantage that they have uh, from their attacks right now, removing the extra damage that they could possibly do that they were doing on those crits, which were causing so much grief. This creature, this person is kaput right now. Mal turns to the man that's behind her and takes the sword in both hands as she just grins at him. And from inside of herself, a light appears and he watches as several marks across her face and across her armor heal as she uses healing light which is an ability to channel celestial energy to heal my own wounds. I have a pool of dice like a paladin's lay on hands. Use them all. I cannot. (laughs) Uh, The maximum number of dice you can spend at once equals your charisma modifier. But my pool of dice is one plus my warlock level. So I have seven D6 to use, but I can only use two at a time. I see, because your curse modifier is only two. Correct. And so I regained 10 hit points. Mm, better than one. I'm at 11. 11 hit points. It's Vandal's turn now. Can I, wait, 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 wait. Yeah? Mickey, I might be able to help you, but it might open up an opportunity attack. Do you want to take that chance or not? It's up to you, my man. No, I, it's up to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your, I believe what's her turn's already done. No, it's not, because she has movement left, and that's all I need from I, her. I do have movement. Shout out your idea as Lance. <sighs> okay, Lance is just going to, as as Mal said, do it, Lance. Stupid. <laughs> and it's trust. We trust each other. Lance is going that to That is the most shout. Lance thing you've ever said. Lance is going to shout to Malamara, Mal, step back. Encouraging her to step back toward him onto the body of this thing that fell. And immediately, without hesitation, she steps backward, taking that attack of opportunity. All right, let's take an attack of opportunity here. Uh, That is an 18. That does hit. So it does hit. Let's see what it does. You are resistant to damage still. And he doesn't have advantage. That's right. He does not have advantage. Oh... Six plus five is 11, plus three is 14, halved seven points of damage. Still alive. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So now, Vandal's turn. I would also like to point out, in case anybody didn't catch that, that's the first time Lance Thalen has ever called Malamara Mal. What? Yeah. No, Otherwise? surely I've, not. I think I one time at the very beginning made the mistake of calling her Mal, like in the f- first few episodes. But since then, I've made it a point to myself to always, as Lance talks to her, call her by her full name. <gasps> oh, wow. All right. Well, I got stacks on stacks <laughs> on stacks of things I do. <laughs> All right. Well, Vandal's going to start wailing on you, Lance. Uh, that is going to be a 18 to hit. Misses. Oh, my gosh. And a 22 to hit. That does it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So that is going to be eight. seven points of bludgeoning damage. Seven points. So there is that. And... Uh, they are going to just hold their ground for the time being. They're not going to run away, but they are looking a little bit nervous, looking a little bit nervous, Lance, as it comes to your turn right now. Lance will, as he's kind of like looking back and forth between Malamara and Vandal, he's just going to look at Vandal and go, I'll come back to you in a second. And he'll point toward the ground that Malamara stepped back on, and as he does, he has taken out of his helm another stone, specifically a ruby, and he will crush it and cast Wall of Fire. Mm. Whoa. So basically, a huge wall of fire is formed. It can be a bunch of things but it's basically going to envelop the whole tunnel so that if this guy wants to back up his boss, he has to walk through the wall of fire. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make it fun and tricky because technically this wall of fire can be 60 feet long, 20 feet high, one foot thick. So what's gonna happen is he's actually gonna cast it a little ahead of the guy and it's going to go ahead of the guy like toward more of the entrance of the tunnel. It's going to spiral up the tunnel wall and then it'll cross down in front of the guy so now he is surrounded by fire and then it will cross up again and go behind vandal so it's just this spiraled wall of fire through the tunnel that is cutting off the front and the back of the guard and the back of vandal goodness okay well so there is fire between this dragon wing and mal and blocking the dragon wings exit and there's also fire blocking vandals exit further down the tunnel as well as what i'm hearing yes wow okay so they're gonna take damage at the end of their turn only well. if they walk through it oh eat when the wall appears each creature within its area within its area so if you on his turn he's gonna have to make a sa- some sort of save because a creature ending its turn within 10 feet of it is going to have to take uh, some damage. So we'll get to that on their turn. That was your action for Wall of Fire. Vandal's trapped. And I don't think I can bonus action attack physically if I don't attack. You cannot. You have to do a melee. You have to do some sort of weapon attack. He'll just, yeah. So it'll just be thematic. He'll just turn back to to Vandal and go, Now, what were we talking about? Because apparently all we all we can do to each other is words and little hits. <laughs> now, I know you were talking about potions on a previous turn. I don't know if you wanted to get one out or anything. Oh, that's right. 
I guess I can. I can do that. I, because bonus action. So I mean, it's up. To, wait, do you have to give to give a potion to somebody else? Is that a bonus action? I think giving a potion to somebody else that would be. So I'll say getting a potion out is an interact. Um, I think that technically might be an action. Rules as written, but potions we. We kind of use some house rules there. And if you were to take a potion, that would be a bonus action according to our house rules. Yeah, to give it to Mal, uh, I don't think you can use a bonus action to sh- to force it down her throat. I think that might be an okay. action. So, so I'll just <laughs> use a bonus action to take it out and hand a superior to Malamara. Yeah, or at the very least, have it in an open hand for her to grab it with an interact if she wants. Okay, that's good. And also saying... Hey, you should probably back up because you're, you're gonna be lit on fire if you don't. Because <laughs> she has to be with out of, she has to be ten feet away from the wall, not five feet away from the wall. But she's technically we're all five within feet away ten the feet of. Right the, we're all within ten. This feet. whole tunnel is within ten feet. There's of no the wall. safe place the way you spiraled it. Well, so here's the thing, Ned. Why don't you go ahead and pipe in here? Yes. So one side of the wall deals damage to anybody within ten feet of it. So if you're spiraling it, it's either everything within 10 feet to the north of the spiral or everything within 10 feet to the south of the spiral is going to take damage. And since this tunnel is only 10 feet wide, that is everything. So can I just have the side, the south side of the entire fire? I could, I could see this working still. If you've got like a screw, for example, that that spiral is everything on the bottom edge or the top edge. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say just for flow just for flow. I, I love this image of the cork corkscrew of the fire going. How I visualize I visualize it, and I apologize if this is wrong to both my players and you listeners. But how I visualize it is um, as this is going around the tunnel to block all exits. Let's just say that the southern half of each of the fire, whether it's vertical or not vertical, is going to be doing the damage. Therefore, we can still trap the dragon fang in, but if he were like to flee southward, it wouldn't do any damage on the southern portion. Just for flow of combat, I'm probably wrong, Ned. I know. I'm... Is that wrong, Ned? Is that wrong? I think technically speaking, if you make it in a line, it's just like one line placed in a line on the map. So rules is written, you can't spiral the wall of flame. You can't? This is just a flavor. Yeah, mechanically, if if, if an effect is a line, then it's just a flat line drawn on the map. You, so, yeah, you can't like make it a polygon type of a line is what you're saying, Ned. Is that and right? It's, it's just like one dimension. One one line going in one direction that doesn't curve, doesn't turn, just one flat line. Rules is I written. I understand. Rules is written. I like the creativeness. I like what we've got going on. We've already moved past that moment. So this is how we're going to rule a wall of fire in this instance. But then since you have more opportunities to wall fire in the future, we'll we'll take that into consideration next time we do wall of fire. So well, I, don't I cheat think it. we're going to be fine. I don't want to cheat for it. I didn't understand. I don't spell, think you're going to cheating it. I got three natural twenties against Mal, so uh, <laughs> did eighteen d six damage against her. So okay, we'll we'll move into this. So at the end of this, <laughs> well, the way that the wall of fire is situated, 
how I visualized it, none of you, neither of you are within 10 feet of it, but this dragon fang <laughs> doesn't see Mal. All he see is this flame just bursting in front of him and bursting behind him and is trying to figure out what to do and can't quite figure out what to do on their turn. Can they throw anything through the wall of fire is the question. It's opaque. They can't see. Good with disadvantage, just like you throw anything through a bonfire, right? And I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to do with disadvantage towards Mal to try and bring her down, seeing no way out here. So, yeah, they're going to take out their uh, bow and arrow and do disadvantage. Oh, natural one. Natural one against that. So the arrow goes and clips Vandal on it on his cheek and just, ah! and um, yeah, takes damage there. This uh, dragon fang is going to have to make a deck saving throw, though. Does get a 17, which is less than your spell save DC of an 18. So you do 5d8 fire damage to this dragon fang, Jacob, or Lance. 5d8 fire damage. Okay. And Mal, while he's rolling that, it's going to be your turn here. You're back-to-back with Lance. Vandal's the only person that you can see here uh, that is an enemy, though. So, Mal, what are you doing while we wait for that damage die? 17 damage. Oh, 17. Okay, sounds good. We just established that the flames are opaque, so Mal couldn't see if that if he's still alive on the side of the flames. Correct. Humana, 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 humana. So... Mal will skirt around Lance here, so she's within five feet of Vandal, so she can make her two attacks. Yes. Uh, The first strike with the white sword misses, and the second one is a 18. 18's a miss. So this battle is just a series of gives and takes. Most of them, I would say, takes with a lot of the whiffs that I'm having and that we're having uh, in this battle, as it just seems to be prolonged here. Vandal is not really seeing a way out of this, but he is going to... Um... Mal, sorry, anything on yes. your turn that you want to finish <laughs> up? Okay, go ahead. Uh, Mal swings the sword once, and Vandal ducks out of the way, and she swings it again as he parries it away with his flail, and she looks over at Lance, and he's just holding out the superior healing potion to her. She sighs, rolls her eyes, and takes it. And with her bonus action, she'll down that superior. All right. Take an inspiration. I don't know what it is. (laughs) What's the superior? 8d4 plus 8, I believe. Uh, But that's the end of my turn. So I'll let you know the health once I roll it. All right. Vandal, seeing the fire erupting around him, he is going to grab onto his chest, take a deep breath in, And as he lets it out, this cone of cold just gets thrust towards you. Um, It's going to encompass both of you and the dragon wing behind you. I'm going to need a constitution saving throw. That's a five. Nope. Yeah, that's a five. That's a failure. Uh, I'm going to give Lance my inspiration for my Gurga. Oh, don't do that. No, I feel bad. Are you sure? We can't both go down, man. Um, I mean, we'll see if that does better. That's 14. 14. 14 just barely saves. Nice. Really? See, it was worth it. 
Yeah, just barely. Just Whoa. barely. Mal rolled a non-natural 20, and from the superior healing potion, she regained 22 hit points. So she's wow. at 26. Well, I rolled probably one of the weakest cold damages that I could on there. I rolled three ones on half of the dice. So it's 14 points of cold damage halved for seven points to each of you. Uh, and then do I take half of seven for resistance? Yep, nice. you do. So you take three points Don't of damage you have there. Or but and, it uh, only works for certain things. Something else? Oh, okay. It only works for dexterity-based saving throws. This is a constitution. Uh, but I can so, uncanny dodge, yeah. which if an attacker like hits you As with a an reaction. attack, you can use your reaction to have the damage. But it's, what What was it again? What was the number? Seven. I'll just take seven. I'll just hold my reaction okay. still. Sounds good. Save your reaction. Uh, well, Vandal is going to try and rush by you guys. He is realizing that this is not a good situation to be in. He is going to try jumping through you to get out of here. So he's going to need to make an acrobatics check. Oh, pretty good. He rolled... Yeah, he rolled a non-natural 20 on that. So he gets through you, Lance, and uh, he's going to literally jump through the fire. But I can opportunity attack him because I didn't take my reaction. So can opportunity attack him. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, he's just a desperate man trying to get out of this desperate situation. So both of you take an opportunity attack against him. And Lance, if you hit, sneak attack would apply here. That's 15. 15, that's a miss. 23. 23 is a hit. 12 slashing and 5 radiant, which is 15. So 17. Sorry. 12 yes, plus 12 five. plus 5 yeah, would be 17. 17. Okay. Great, sounds good. Okay, hurt, definitely hurt, but he's going to jump through the flame. Uh, he has to make a deck save, I believe, yeah? On the other side, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to pass through it, uh, makes a deck save... He only gets a 13. So that's 5d8 fire damage to him. 35 points of damage. 35? Are I you rolled serious? two eights, two sixes, and a seven. He had 31 hit points. <gasps> can, I, can I flavor it up, Thomas? Yeah. Tell us how it's done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a little flavor here. As he's kind of like, he dodges, he weaves, he's jumping through the fire. As he does, Lance will reach out and just grab hold of his hand so like part of his body is in the wall and part of him is holding back and Lance is just staring at him as he's as he's burning and just looking at him being like I want you to know even though you killed my sister and almost killed me she was more glorious in life than you were in your life and in your death you Ah, nothing to me, to her, to history. You are a thought vanishing. And he'll let him go into the wall. As a very almost two-faced moment, as he just is staring at you, gritting his teeth through the pain, as you have these words, you almost shove him off of you. And as you shove him through the fire, You take a moment with the fire 
around you in this corridor, in the lava tube, just emanating from all corners. And as you let the fire drop, you see your three foes on the ground. One defeated by Vandal's Cone of Cold, one defeated by you, and the other defeated by your fire. As you can see, one side of his face is as you remember him, a hidden mask of his evil, while the other a charred remain of the evil that was truly underneath him. And Mal, you come over to Lance as you let your rage go. Both of you just look down on this creature that afflicted your life, your whole life. And Lance, you get an inspiration for that, for that final moment and for that speech. And that would be a perfect moment to end on. But Fleeple, we jump to you as you have started settling into this new situation, making plans for meals, but even further making plans to how you're going to start getting closer, inching towards your overall goal as the Jinx Squad. When you realize that you're alone in the tent making, uh, I say tent, but the cooking area. This cooking area is fully enclosed, meaning that there are flaps to protect against the elements if need be, and you find yourself alone, or at least you thought you were alone, because you hear the tent flap gently sort of wish, and as it wishes open, you turn and you see one of the three Thay wizards has entered the cooking area and is looking at you hands clasped. I wished to speak to you alone, for I felt there was something about you that was under the surface, as it were. And I'm going to turn, face him, kind of look out the flap, and gesture for him to come in even closer. Mm-hmm. He... He comes, and he waves his hand, and the flap gently closes, giving you privacy in this cooking area. And I kind of pull up a chair for my guest, and I say, It was not difficult to see that there is tension between your order and the cult of the dragon. Tell me, what do you truly think of Severin? And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Mmm, juicy, Ooh, juicy. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Okay, just to be Geeky Crunch Squad, Jeremy yeah. Crawford, who's the lead rule designer of Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> tweeted in 2020 that the wall of fire spell can form a wall that is a straight line or a ring. And mine is technically a ring going around. It says the it in the wall. book, it's going to be a ring, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I think Wall of Fire has a lot of creative pro- like creativity that is possible there. I think. I really dug the idea of the wall of fire just encasing the entire uh, lava tube and that like corkscrew effect. I mean, it's what caused the panic on Vandal. I mean, well done, all of you. I mean, that was just brilliant, all of you. And man, Mal, I am sorry. Don't be. Dice for telling a story. I'm also giddy that I rolled so many crits against you and did so So much much damage. damage. I mean, just... 
So much un- unbelievable damage. Listeners, thanks for sticking in for this a uh, little bit longer thanks, episode Ned, for here. Sticking but in for I this think really long. I think yeah. a round of applause to Ned. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ned, hold up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for chair. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I mean, thank you so much for letting the story take shape, Ned. There. Uh, I want to give you an inspiration just for being a good sport and to supporting your cast members there. Um, I, I really appreciate that. So take that inspiration, Ned, for you. And um, thanks thanks to everybody. Uh, Ned, Jacob, Mickey, oh, thank you as always for bringing your A-game to this wonderful campaign that we have as we're winding, getting to the end game here. And But listeners, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for joining us and joining us in our not necessarily rules as written combat that we had. Level 13 battles are pretty screwy, so we appreciate you for rolling with us. If you want to politely help us out, I mean, I I genuinely would uh, appreciate polite um, feedback on the battle just because I know something I'm weak as a DM is uh, battle tactics. So if you had stuff that maybe you're like, oh, maybe this would have been a cool idea, I wouldn't mind uh, hearing that in our uh, Discord, our patron-exclusive Discord in either the DM channel or the general channel, spoilers channel, whichever one you feel appropriate. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Speaking of our Patreon-exclusive Discord, you can uh, chat with us more about this battle, about this moment uh, with Vandal, with Jacob uh, through there. Uh, you can find that by going to patreon.com slash iCastFireball20. You can also... Um, Reach out to us through email, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com, or leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Speaking of reaching out to people about uh, cool moments, you should reach out to Ned and his cast at ImprovTableDop over there for all of the cool moments that they've got going on there. They're done with their Avatar Blades in the Dark campaign, but they are into some cool new Fate Accelerated campaigns. They've gone back to that mini campaign format. It is just an absolute delight. I I cannot say more about these mini fake campaigns and how they're just so delightfully, I I get giddy when I listen to them as well. Go give them a listen. And if you haven't left a five-star review, leave leave that on your way out. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.